hello and welcome to Filled with His Love. You know, I, I saw an article recently in the Inc. magazine, INC period magazine. The title was, How to Instantly Spot a Great Leader According to One Defining Trait, by Marcel Schwantes, S-C-H-W-A-N-T-E-S, if you would like to look it up. So, what do you think that trait might be? Is it charisma? Is it intellectual brightness? Friendly, being friendly? Uh, all of these might be nice for a leader, but there's one trait in this author's opinion, and in mine, by the way, that stands out above all others. It's integrity. So, how do we spot integrity in a leader? She gives a few characteristics here, a few keys to be able to spot integrity in a leader. Number one, they speak the truth. In other words, you use, as a leader, you use candor, as we've discussed in an earlier episode, candor with kindness. You might remember that episode. Good leaders use candor. They say things like they are. Truth-telling is empowering for everyone, and a good leader tells the truth, even sometimes when it's difficult to hear, but they tell the truth. No hidden agenda, no secrets, no manipulation, just truth all the time. It's probably the most important aspect of integrity in a leader. Number two, they keep their word. Good leaders do what they say they will do. You can count on them to come through. They often underpromise and overdeliver. Then no one is disappointed. Everyone is motivated to do a little better because they can count on the leader. This is another aspect of integrity. They can count on that person because they know that what they say they will actually do. Now, number three, and this is an important one, a person of integrity, a leader with integrity, cuts through conflict. Think of President Nelson's recent talk where he said we all need to be peacemakers. When conflict arises, good leaders don't shy away. They don't try and brush it aside. They hit it head on and help resolve the conflict in ways that leave everyone feeling valued and listened to. This may require what one author calls crucial conversations, if you've ever seen that book, entitled Crucial Conversations. Crucial conversations might be difficult at times, but some leaders who I think don't have as much integrity avoid those conversations, and so things get worse often, and the organization and the people themselves suffer. So, they cut through conflict. Number four, they stay true to who they are. They don't put on facades, nothing fake about them. A person of integrity is always authentic. They are always themselves. We may not think of this aspect of integrity, but it may be the most important characteristic of a good leader. For that matter, a good characteristic of any good person, an essential characteristic of any good person, they're always themselves. And they don't pretend to be someone else. Very, very important. Now, I'd like to tell you about my dad, because he was a man of integrity. In fact, when I read this article, I could see him in my mind's eye meeting every one of the criteria that the author puts forth. I literally never heard him tell a lie or try to mislead someone. He sold cars for a living, and you might think that car salesmen 
have a penchant to exaggerate so that they can make the sale, right? Not my dad. He was the champion, low-key salesperson. He never pushed people to buy something. In fact, I remember on one occasion when he talked to a person and coaxed him out of buying the car he was planning to buy, even though it was more expensive than the one my dad recommended. My dad would have gotten a larger commission because he was commission only as a salesman, but he persuaded him to look at another car that was more appropriate for his needs. And the man was actually very happy that he showed him that car. He wasn't aware of that particular model and thanked my dad forevermore and became a, a repeat customer. He told me, the customer actually told me this story himself to point out that my dad was an unusual kind of car salesman. He always spoke the truth. He also helped resolve conflict, which we didn't have much of in our home, but when it happened, he was there to calm the waters. Not with flowery words, because he didn't talk a lot, but with only a few words. He could bring down the temperature when family members became disagreeable with one another. And my dad could not be anyone else but himself. Some of his social skills were not what my mom wished for, <laughs> but but that's who he was, and he made no apologies for it. He would sometimes answer the phone and say, Wes on this end, who's on that end? My mother would cringe and tell him that that was really no way to answer the phone. But he continued to do it because that's just who he was. If someone approached him and he didn't recognize the person, he would just say, who am I speaking with? Mom didn't care for that approach either. So, But my dad always kept his word. And maybe this is the most dramatic uh, example for my father. At He was 60-something, and he was shoveling the driveway and cut off his finger in the snowblower. My mother found the finger piece put it in a plastic bag, went to the emergency room, and they were working to try and reattach his finger when the nurse noticed that he was in cardiac arrest. She ran to get the doctor. The doctor said, we need to get him into the angioplasty unit, and we need to see what's happening with his heart, because that's more important than the finger repair. So they got him into the... uh, angioplasty unit and figured out that he needed heart bypass surgery. Now, I was in New York at the time, and we came out eventually from New York and to visit him in the hospital. He was connected through his nose with oxygen, through IVs in his arm. It just seemed like he had tubes and needles and everything all around him. Um, And I looked at him and I said, how are you doing, Dad? And he said, on the kitchen table, there's a large envelope. I need you to take that to the stake president. Period. This is not what I expect him to say. I expected him to kind of bemoan the fact that he had just had a serious heart attack and a and bypass operation and that he was in pain. But no, he wanted to make sure that this unfinished task of getting that envelope to the stake president was completed. And he asked me to go do that. Now, 
he was the state clerk at the time, and so I'm not sure exactly how important it was that the stake president receive that envelope at that time, but it was very, very important to my father. When he said he would do something, he always did it, and he was so dedicated a servant. In this case, we would call him a leader. He didn't have leadership positions, the kind of positions that I've had in my life. But positions don't actually define leaders. Leaders are everywhere, in every walk of life. They are in the leaders in their families, in their neighborhoods, leaders who help others achieve their purposes in life. That's really what a leader is, and that's what my dad did all of his life. He dedicated himself to serving the Lord. And even though he looked like, to me, he was on his deathbed, he could have been dying, he wanted to make sure that I delivered that letter, that envelope, to the stake president, which I did, and then I could report back to him that it was done, which made him feel good. So, <clears throat> integrity is this one characteristic of a leader that we need to focus on. Number one, they speak their truth, they keep their word, they cut through conflict, they stay true to who they are. Those four aspects of integrity. I think it's worth thinking about. I hope this is helpful, and we will see you next time. I will always see